Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eurogamer Newscast where we break down the week's biggest stories and it's the morning after the night before and last night was Summer Game Fest 2022 where host Jeff Keighley put together his annual shindig where people came on stage and thanked him very much for his contributions to the industry and also showed off a couple of trailers um, which had already leaked onto the internet. So uh, joining me to talk about all of that, it's Ed Nightingale. Hello. And Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Eurogamer's trusty news reporters and myself, Tom Phillips. And so we started off last night with uh, Street Fighter VI, which was a trailer for a game that we knew about. And that, that was kind of a theme, I think, for last evening. Um, it was, uh, there weren't too many big surprises. Uh, we'd sort of had that uh, expectation that that was going to be the case. And Jeff Keighley had said, maybe lower your expectations a bit. Um, but as a as an opener to the show, Ed, how did Street Fighter Six hit you with that guile trailer? I, I mean, I totally forgot that it started the show. If I'm honest, um, guile, <laughs> yeah, he's got a toilet brush head. Excellent. Um, it was it was a fighting game. There weren't many fighting games. Um, it had some color. There wasn't a lot of color elsewhere, so that was nice. I, I'm not a, a big Street Fighter fan. We knew it was coming, so you know it was shown elsewhere but a nice to have to get us started for the for the rest of the evening yeah <laughs> uh next up was a genuinely new announcement it was aliens dark descent which is a brand new real-time <laughs> strategy game for the aliens franchise um it's coming to consoles and pc next year uh i thought it looked all right from the very brief snippet of footage that we got from it but it was um it was mostly a cgi trailer it feels like we've sort of forgotten a bit when we all said oh maybe we should just stick to gameplay uh and that was very briefly glimpsed at the end of the teaser but there we go uh it still looks like it's got a little ways to go before it comes out but it was nice to know that it's in development and then speaking of gameplay to be fair we did actually get a decent chunk of the Callisto Protocol, which is a game, Victoria, that you've written about in the past, I know. Um, what did it? What did Callisto Protocol look like for you? I mean, Dead Space. Yes. But <laughs> I think it looks good. See, I, I quite like... Um, so when I don't like really, really gruesome horror when it's set on Earth, I'm fine with it in space because that's not going to affect me in the real world. So I... Unless I you go quite, to space. I mean, you know, it's on the to-do list. I'll, I'll whistle through it after I've done like my laundry and dishes and things. But um, yeah, no, I thought it looked really, really good. It, it looked kind of uncomfortable and claustrophobic and gory. So, I mean, I can't imagine sitting down to play it for length at a time, but in little like thrilling bite-sized chunks, I'm here for it. Bite-sized being the operative word because that guy lost his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, quite deliciously violent and dark and uh i mean it was very much dead space the powers are the same the settings are the same yeah and they had sort of gravity gun action i don't know yeah. if it's actually called a gravity gun in the callisto protocol probably not for licensing reasons it's so called true, yeah, something yeah. else but uh, the, the, the health bar was uh horizontal on the back of the neck instead of vertical on the spine there was a but, lot of stomping as well I, I, I did get slightly amused when he killed his enemy and then went and like continued to pummel him, even though it was down. Very unnecessary. 
To be fair, uh, though, if that thing came at me IRL, I would make sure that it was done. <laughs> I, I felt that energy. Maybe you should go to space and then you can be up there in case any of this stuff needs sorting out. I got your back, boys. Yeah. NASA, sign me up. It is you the Kennedy Space Center, space. so hello. It's got my name on it. <laughs> you can definitely go to space before me. I'm not interested. You can have my seat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> next up, we saw Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is coming out this year. Uh, the trailer for that uh, gameplay snippet that they showed last night has done 30 million page um, views on YouTube already. Wow. Clearly, there is a lot of interest in that game. Uh, or it's people just confusing it for Modern Warfare 2 that came out several years ago and <laughs> getting uh, confused as to why exactly it's called the same. But this is the from the ground up reboot of Modern Warfare sequel to the 2019 game. It looked like a Call of Duty game to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, have anything else to add to that. No. It looked like Call of Duty. Weirdly, we got a trailer for Flashback, which was a game that... Um, Flashback 2, I should say. 30 years after the original one came out. So a nice one for the dads out there. Um, skipping through a few other things. We also got uh, an update on Routine, which was first announced a decade ago. Um, which yeah, is coming out on PC and Xbox. We knew that was coming though, didn't we? Was that not announced before the summer game fest? I mean, it was announced 10 years ago and we got oh, well, an update yeah. on it last night. But, uh, yeah, it was... It, it, it's sort of... We're getting towards the middle of the show now and it was sort of um, a bit like, okay, there's this thing that we've seen already. Like, Outriders came along, um, which we've, you know, it's out, but we've got some footage of the DLC that's coming. And we also got um, word of the live stream that's happening after the summer game festival and i don't know about you but uh at this point i was starting to think like yeah this show really sort of feels like it's it's not the focal point of this week there are lots of focal points of this week and um and at this point it was it was sort of starting to become clear that maybe some of the bigger things that some people were hoping for if, if they were still hoping for them by this point in the show weren't going to uh to turn up um yeah maybe that's a good point to ask like was there anything in the show last night that you guys thought might be there that uh didn't turn up uh i don't think so because things like god of war i think sony will do their own thing and then obviously we still got microsoft and bethesda so that'll be for like the starfields and things so there was nothing that i think was glaringly missing for me anyway and the GoldenEye thing that everyone's this, I assume that if that's going to be revealed, it'll be Sunday. Hmm. That's the thing. Xbox have got Sunday, so all the big things will be there. Sony already had last week. The only other thing is God of War, which will be delayed and have a thing in six months' time. Um, <laughs> Nintendo will do their own direct, so they had a couple of trailers for a token effort. So yeah. it's just down to stuff that we sort of already knew about. Um, I and, and Jeff had even said, you know, keep your sorry, Jeff, first name terms, um, had, had even <laughs> Mr. said, Keeley. Mr. Keeley, um, <laughs> had said, you know, keep your expectations in check. Um, and my expectations were very low and they probably weren't even met. So that's fine. 
<laughs> okay. Well, we'll get on to rating it at the end. Um, we're only about, we're only about halfway through, but uh, I mean, there was some nice um, there were some nice things in there that was uh, that were good to see getting platforms. So I think we're we're at the bit now where they did a bunch of indie games. So they showed off High Water, which is that sort of post global warming. Yeah. That um, looked nice. Colorful was was pretty uh, intriguing. And uh, we then got to see American Arcadia, which is um, the next game from the Call of the Sea studio, Out of the Blue. Yeah, I think that'll be good. That's the only kind game of... that really stood out to me, to be honest. Oh, right. Just in that, American Arcadia. Yeah, just in that finally there was some colour and there was a game that isn't about shooting people. I am so done with gritty, realistic, dark, shooty, bang, bang, pew, pew, pew games. Give me something else. There is so much more to gaming than just that. Sorry, now I'm ranting. But there was just so much, like, every, almost every single game had a gun in it somewhere. Or it's like a space horror game. And this, at least, was something different with this bright, colourful, 70s style um, that looked, that it actually stood out for just doing something different. And for that reason, I'm like, sure, I'd play that. I, I have no interest in most of the other stuff that was there. It's just, I just found it really repetitive. I love Ranty Ed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let it out well another game that didn't have guns as far as I saw Goat Simulator 3 also true uh, <laughs> which sent me anyway scurrying to my inbox as I saw the press release come in and I was like I really don't think that there was a Goat Simulator 2 and there isn't that's just those lovable scamps have decided <laughs> to uh, completely just ignore the fact that there was no Goat Simulator 2 and They've gone to Goat Simulator 3. Which I, I was like. also reading that for a joke and then was like, they haven't mentioned it here. And I'm like, oh, I guess that is the joke then. <laughs> so you guys can tell me, because I was writing when this was playing, was it meant to look like it was introducing Dead Island? Yes. Okay, because I looked and I was like, oh, that must be that. And I was like, what? There's a goat. <laughs> With an like, odd art style, but there was, years and years ago, there was that trailer which was pre-rendered uh, and nothing of the game actually existed at that point but it was the guy walking down the street looking exactly the same as the guy walking down the street at the start of the goat simulator 3 trailer and uh the voiceover was like oh you've been waiting for this game for such a long time and yeah for a moment i thought well this is a weird art style for dead space um for dead island uh 2 but it must be that and then no instead of dead island 2 it was goat simulator 3 <laughs> I'm quite reassured that you said that because I wasn't sure if it was just at the corner of my eye. I was getting very tired and starting to like hallucinate something. Well, I think the we goats were. were there. <laughs> I mean, the goats were there. Okay. <laughs> uh, a game that I think people really liked the look of last night, um, the Marvel Midnight Suns. We got a look at that. We also got a release date for it, 7th of October. Um, there's a really nice uh, preview of it on Eurogamer right now where uh, the developer Fraxis talks about how they made Marvel mesh with the XCOM gameplay formula for the game. Uh, check that out if you want to see more. But that was uh, a highlight, I would say, of the evening. We then got to see a bit of Cuphead, delicious last course. We've been waiting for that for a while. Um, we knew it was out pretty soon. Ed, you've, um, you've seen a bit of that now. Do you like how it looks? I have. Um, yes, uh, preview will be out later. Um, I think, yeah, it looks great. It's it's more Cuphead, but uh, but more detailed. Um, it's a very short clip that we've got to see. So I think they are very keen to keep it under wraps and not spoil the surprise of what the bosses are going to be. 
Um, but I, I love the original game, so I am more than happy to play more of that. After that, we got um, an announcement of when the next Warframe announcement would take place, and we got uh, some games from the Genshin Impact developer. We got the Turtle Shredder's Revenge release date, and it has six-player co-op, which is not something that you can do in an arcade. You can play as all six turtles. You can. And Casey. I didn't actually remember who Casey was until I looked it up, but you can play as him. Is April O'Neil in there? Yeah. Because I wanted to be her when I was younger. I still want to be her now. And now you can. And now I can. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Uh, there is a console confirmation for Humankind, which is sort of the civilization game. And we got another look at Nightingale, which is the new game from ex-Bioware boss Aaron Flynn. Uh, which it, it looks intriguing. I'm still not entirely sure how it will play. There's a lot of procedural generation going on in that game. So I think getting some hands-on time and some uh, some lengthy hands-on time to see how that plays out will be good. I wish, good I, could name, t- though, I, wish I could tell you more about it as it is obviously my <laughs> game. But... I know, I we've, had, know we've had Nightingale and we've had um, Cape Kennedy now. I think a screwdriver has to turn up at some place for me. We got a look at like... Saints Row, the boss factory, um, <laughs> which I think had leaked, um, but we knew that, obviously, we knew that that was coming. Um, our reviews editor, Chris Tapsell, got very excited about Summer Game Fest Warhammer. Um, and... Uh, then we got an announcement for the next game from Bloober and again it was um, I think some people were expecting something different from what we got here Um, it was not a Silent Hill game Uh, (laughs) this is is, uh, our evening news writer Matt Wales was uh, very interested in this because he likes Bloober's games but I don't know if either of you have actually played Layers of Fear, I haven't I haven't, no um, but for people who like those, Matt Wells is getting very excited and telling me that this looks like more of the same good, scary fun is out next year. We've got a look at Gotham Knights and Nightwing. Um, Victoria, you've written about this game a fair bit in the past. Did last night's showing seem more confident to you than what we've seen previously? I mean, I think they did quite a good way of focusing just on one character this time because i think when they did the showcase i don't know a few months ago whenever it was and it was nightwing and red hood they they almost couldn't really decide what they wanted to focus on so yeah i mean i think it will be interesting to see these characters having their own little like time in the spotlight and maybe i i still can't say i'm hugely excited about this game when there are other things i'd play over it but yeah, I, I think it was a better showing than what we saw before. It's Batman without Batman. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing, especially now that they have addressed um, the criticism of Barbara um, and Batgirl, I'm looking to see what they're going to do with her little showcase whenever her individual trailer comes up. Yeah, that will be the interesting one, I think, to see. Uh, and then we got the big finale, except... It didn't really feel as much of a big oh, finale wow. as we expected. 
<laughs> I enjoyed that, Ed. Um, because of that, what what happened three hours before for people who weren't online and eagerly awaiting Summer Game Fest? What 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 broke? Well, Sony leaked their own game, which was very clever. <laughs> um, it's uh, uh, The Last of Us Part One, uh, which is being remade from the ground up for PS Five. Um, and uh, so they've, they've added the part one in the end, so it links with part two. Um, but yes, that that leaked, uh, or a trailer for it leaked uh, a few hours earlier, which they then sort of amusingly acknowledged on the night. <laughs> um, you could, you could really tell it was going to be... The, yeah, Neil Jutman looked salty AF. Um, and you could tell <laughs> the placement of this, the fact that they had a whole segment plan they wanted to talk about, the TV series, the multiplayer game, we saw a bit of concept art for that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, neither of those things, they they were like the sort of the amuse-bouches to what would have been like, bang, here's some pretty Last of Us gameplay, let's not talk about the price, and wouldn't this be a great show-ender? Uh, and, and, of course, yeah, they did been spoiled. get that rug pulled out from underneath them, to put it nicely. Which is, it's a shame for them. I mean, we all, let's face it, we all knew it was coming like a year ago, but yeah. Let's talk about the price very briefly, because obviously that wasn't part of the show, but we um, we have covered it on Eurogamer now, because and I think it is worth flagging for anyone interested in this game. Victoria, you wrote this story. Uh, there are a couple of options, aren't mm-hmm. there? But none of them are cheap. No. So there are three options. You can get your your standard edition, which is going to cost you $70 and £70. There's just a straight across 70 conversion without any other factors. Um, That will get you the base game left behind. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Trying to remember. I just wrote this. Um, I like the fact they have included left behind. I mean, it, it would have been very remiss not to. Because that was a really lovely uh, add-on. It's not a big add-on. I don't know if either of you have played it. Um, it's not like a Lost Legacy situation where it's a sort of whole game in itself. It is definitely a just a little... Really. Yeah. Um, so I, I am glad they've included that. Also, I love Riley. So just... Uh, and then with the Deluxe Edition, Deluxe Digital Edition, sorry, you get base game, you get the DLC left behind, and then you get... This is which I'm finding very odd. For an extra $10 or £10, you get to unlock stuff early. And I personally don't see why you would want to spend extra 10 quid to get something that you're going to get anyway. If you're going to play the game, which I assume you would if you're going to buy the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, you get a few unlockables, which were things like faster, I think it was what, faster healing or something. Let me just have a quick look at the list again. There's yeah, a there speed was run mode that sounds quite interesting. Yeah, but... crafting speed and healing speed. Speed run mode, which again, uh, I know I mentioned to you guys earlier, I can only assume that's going to be like the ability to skip cutscenes earlier because that is what a lot of speedrunners do. Uh, but then again, like I play the game for the story, not for speedrunning, so that wouldn't that wouldn't make an incentive for me to buy it. I like the little cinematic moments. If that's what that speedrun mode is. It's a weird game to speedrun, isn't it? I mean, if that's if that's your bag, fair enough. If that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. It's, it's uh, you know, no skin off my nose. But, like, out of all the things to speedrun, you know, you, you're just... You're skipping past all of the pretty stuff that you just paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then there's another edition, the Firefly edition, which is only coming out in America <clears throat> and can only be bought through PlayStation directly. And that one is $100, well, $99.99. Um, for that, you get the unlockable stuff I just mentioned, the game left behind, and you also get a uh, steel, steel book, TM, um, and the magazine American Dream. One, two, three, four. With some new covers. Have you read American Dream? I actually don't. I've not read what that, what happens in that comic. Uh, I've not read them. I know what kind of happens. I just because I'm that person that likes the lore and things, and so I looked it up. But I've never actually read them. No. Are they set in between one and two? No. Uh, it goes into uh, more about like the fireflies. Ah, okay. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. Is it a hundred dollars worth? Interesting. Are you gonna because you, you're a massive fan of Naughty Dog, The Last of Us? Uh, are you gonna buy any any of these editions? No, I'm not, and that is because I am a massive fan. But for me, I'm a massive fan because of the story, not because of the graphics, and so I experience that. Um, and when I play a game, generally, I play a game because I like the narrative, not because I'm looking for frame rates and things. So it's not for me. But then there are other people who are much more interested in the tech side of things. And, you know, it does look very pretty. I mean, I know some people have said they don't like the, the look of it. They say it looks a little bit like the character look a little bit more plasticky. Um, but when you do see side by side, you can obviously see the upgrades. But for me, that's not why I buy a game. See, I'm the same. Sure. I, I play... I play those games especially for the story and i think the story is so intense and I, I just don't know if i can bring myself to play it again i mean i've already played the first one twice but part two i've only played once and i'm like i can't bring myself to experience that again i've done it i've had it yeah and i don't feel the need to play it more than once um and like you say yeah. yes the graphics do look nicer i'm intrigued to see what that looks like on a ps5 on on a tv in real time um just to see what it's like but I, I, I don't particularly want to play through the entire thing again. Mm, yeah, I was quite emotionally drained by both yeah. of them. So I am intrigued by the, um, by the multiplayer game. Obviously, they've only shown concept art. Um, I think if anyone can pull it off, I think Naughty Dog can do that. And I think it's a really interesting world to do that. So that I'm, I'm intrigued by. But it's clearly a very long way off if they're still only showing concept art. Yeah. Yeah, well, they even said we weren't here and think about it until next year. So that's not even like, you know, hinting that a release date will be next year. It's just, I mean, because we're only six months into this year. so. Yeah, and it was a project that we already knew was in development. They've talked about it publicly before. And mm. uh, I mean, that was sort of the story of a lot of the Summer Game Fest um, things that were in there. Uh, you know, that's not the fault of Jeff Keighley necessarily. <laughs> I'm sure he would have wanted the best show that he could possibly get. But the games industry is in the place that it's in in 2022, where a lot of projects are running behind still uh, because of very legitimate development issues over the last couple of years. Uh, or, you know, we're at this point where um, we don't have like a single big E3 show and everything does just end up feeling a little bit splintered. Uh, we talked about it earlier, you know, we've got um, Xbox coming on Sunday, so we're expecting lots of Starfield, of course, in that, even though that's got delayed, that's the shiny carrot that 
Microsoft will wave on the end of its stick to make you sign up to Game Pass. Um, GoldenEye. GoldenEye, potentially, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that they're coming up. Um, Redfall, Hellblade, uh, hopefully some Forza Motorsport. Will we see anything of further off stuff? Maybe some Avowed? KPI mm. Jones. Maybe. We'll Maybe. probably see Outer Worlds too, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten that was announced. That was announced last, last, year, last yeah. year, wasn't it? But it was one of the, I, actually, that was my favorite trailer from last year because it was the one where they basically told you nothing, but they still had the most, like, so tongue in cheek trailer. I like that. <laughs> there's actually they definitely had a good there's, there's a cavalcade of shows coming over the next few days um depending on when you're watching this over the course of the week some of these may have already happened for you but um <laughs> friday night has uh netflix tribeca games festival um ign expo freedom games saturday has gorilla collective wholesome games the future of play direct netties uh Sunday is the big one with Microsoft and Tesla, and then following that is the PC gaming show. Monday has the Gorilla Collective, Capcom. Um, Capcom is worth shouting out, actually. We're expecting uh, Resi 4, Resi uh, Village DLC, and that game that you're all looking forward to, Resi um, Reverse, the multiplayer one that's got massively delayed. Uh, And then... There's a Square Enix thing later in the week as well, looking at Final Fantasy 2. And then the, the question mark, of course, is Nintendo. Um, they aren't showing up. They didn't show up last night. They're not going to be any of those other ones that we just mentioned in any big way, I would imagine. So are they going to do their own thing? It's the time of year that they do. So it would be a good point to mark out what the rest of their 2022 looks like. So what are you both hoping to see over the kind of coming few shows? Ed, what are you looking forward to? Um, I think the one that I am maybe not excited about but intrigued about most is the Xbox and Bethesda show. Um, It's, I guess, the obvious answer because it's sort of the biggest one. But I just feel like because of the delays that we've seen and because everyone's looking at the rest of the year thinking, well, what are they going to do? I'm just intrigued to see what they're going to bring. Is it going to be, here are some really great looking games, but they're all out next year? Or will they have some surprises for the rest of this year? So I'm intrigued to see what what they're going to bring. Um, even though that's more from a journalistic point of view, I'm not necessarily super excited about the games. Um, I think Starfield, I'll, I'll definitely play. The other games aren't necessarily my thing, but I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. Um, I'm also intrigued by the wholesome games on Saturday because they often have a lot of really cute, very different games that aren't your pew-pew, shooty-bang-bang things, but are something a little bit different. <laughs> so I'm intrigued to know, uh, to, to see what's going to happen there. I think you... I'm forever going to call them pew-pew, shooty-bang-bangs now. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head uh, with the Xbox One, Ed. It's going to be really fascinating to see what they think is their main focus now. And, and if, if I was Xbox right now, I'd be looking at shoring up their 2022 um, rather than doing any more stuff on their far-flung like fable ever wild um stuff that they've announced probably a bit too early and people are now looking forward to but they are not going to be released in the next 12 months with that starfield delay and to a lesser extent redfall i think microsoft's job 
um, on Sunday will be to prop up its 2022 release slate so that people are thinking, you know, there is a reason to subscribe to Game Pass. Uh, maybe they were thinking about subscribing to PlayStation Plus, or maybe if you saw our last episode, you were, you were not. But the uh, core offering of Game Pass remains, I think, for a lot of people, those day and date first party, and to a lesser extent third party, but those first party releases that come along. And without Starfield there, then Microsoft has a question to answer on what people will get for their Game Pass subscriptions this year in terms of brand new first party stuff so yeah I, I would expect them to focus on on that and Goldeneye being shadow dropped would be lovely wouldn't it <laughs> that would be amazing yeah um, there's also sorry. been some some good stuff that has been announced already obviously we had the, the Sony yeah. showcase last week which I actually thought was a really good showing again we sort of knew a lot of stuff we knew that Resident Evil 4 was coming we knew that Street Fighter was coming but nice to to, to see it um, I am incredibly excited about Final Fantasy 16 because I'm a filthy fanboy but I just cannot wait for that game I love that it's the medieval setting I love that it's focused on the icons like when the music started chanting them at the end of the trailer I might have squealed quite a lot um <laughs> i i'm just very very excited about that game so for me nothing else is going to top that because that's all i wanted to see unless we see breath of the wild 2 next week um so i i think sony had a really strong <laughs> showcase um mainly for that game but even last night there was um some devolver games that were showcased that i think look really cool um there's the plucky knight one with this sort of 2d storybook feel and then it jumps out into 3d um and it's the pokemon artist that's been working on that so i think that looks really cool skate story looks really interesting um again it's got a really cool art style to it um and cult of the lambs um i got to play it was a couple of months ago um which is really really fun so i've got really high hopes for that um and then there was another indie uh, day of the devs uh, showcase last night which had lots of really interesting little games in there um so well worth checking out some of that stuff that isn't the big triple a games but things that are a little bit different and a little bit interesting yeah i'm looking forward to the indies coming up actually cult of the lamb looks right up that is a cool yeah <laughs> very funny trailer I'm interested in the, I keep forgetting the name of it, the little Squire Knight game. The Plucky Knight. The Plucky Squire. The plucky squire. Oh, sorry, I keep saying Knight. I've got that from you, Tom. It's your fault. <laughs> it's the Plucky Squire. And yeah, it's uh, from <laughs> Pokemon artist James Turner, who has worked on many, many Pokemon games, designed many iconic Pokemon, and uh, has now left Game Freak to form his own studio, which is really interesting to me. Um, yeah, be cool to see what they do. Yeah, that looks adorable. So it's not all about AAA as much as that does often turn our heads. Um, we had, I think, this year we're going to have to get used to the fact that AAA is is not going to be as prevalent as it perhaps normally is. Um, but there's still a lot of cool stuff mm. out there. I wonder if we're more on Return of Monkey Island. Is there a PC thing coming out? There is a PC thing coming out. Yeah, there's PC gaming show after Xbox. So. One more question. Who do you think Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker are playing in the Last of Us TV show? Clickers. 
I'm glad you asked this, Ed, because you know what my next my next thing I'm going to say is. I do think they're going to be clickers, and it's just going to be a cameo. But uh, Ed, how do you think they're going to sound? Well, no, because I did this earlier, but I'm thinking it was kind of wrong. I mean, it's, it like, it's a, like it's almost like a. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a Geiger counter. <laughs> I was going to say like a uh, like a dolphin. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And you, Tom? <laughs> you know what, HP, if you're watching, you've you got your cast. Hire us. Hire Clearly, us. we're we'll a lot cheaper than Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. Yeah. Either that or they're going to be the giraffe. <laughs> Who's going to be the front? <laughs> like a pantomime horse. <laughs> Maybe the Troy, Baker is, Troy Baker is quite a tall man. I think he needs to be the neck. He'll be the neck. <laughs> well if only they'd put that at the end of the show that wouldn't have got spoiled no one would have expected that exactly uh what would you rate the show ed if you were to give it a Eurogamer scoring system review uh it would not get a rating from me i'm not quite harsh enough to say avoid because it was worth watching just to see what might be coming but yeah it, 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 meh meh Click a noise. Okay. And Victoria? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no rating as well. No badge. Oh, I'll say one thing I did like. Um, I really liked the trailer for The Quarry. I thought it had like a really funny, like, energy, like, upbeat vibe with kind of like dark, sinister premise. I like that. That's true. I'd recommend that. I'd give that the recommend sticker um, for the trailer anyway. And that is uh, a game that you can play today? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, otherwise, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it and I enjoyed it. I think I also like the fact that we were like, as a team, we we're all watching it and like firing off in the Slack chat. I think if I was just sitting on my own, I'd been very bored. So it is nice to have these events. Yeah. And, and I think I would rate it the same as you guys, but it, it is it's still good to have these things. And, you know, at the end of the show, Jeff Keighley said, it will be back next year and, and we also know that e3 have said that they're going to come back next year so i think it is good uh that these things remain landmarks of of the calendar and are there for people to look forward to and i think you know just be realistic about what is coming out in the next 12 months and what might show up in these shows but at the same time they are they're still fun and it was it was a good time watching it with you last night so uh, we'll be back next week and we'll be able to talk about Xbox and Bethesda and PC gaming and fingers crossed for some Nintendo as well. Um, and we'll chat about all of that. But thank you for watching. If you've got this far, it's much appreciated. Thank you for joining me, Ed and Victoria. And uh, on Twitter, I am at Tom Phillips, E-G, Ed. At Ed underscore Knights with an N. And Victoria. I'm Lil Chop Shop Gal. Awesome. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye.